Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. My name is Ken Edwards. I'm with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting to my left today is Ed Maher with the International Union of Operating Engineers. Good morning, Ed. What's happening, Ken? Welcome back. Why, thank you. I know you were on vacacione, if you will. I know. I took the uh, the not laboring on Labor Day to a new level and uh, just left the country. <laughs> Good for you. It, it was wonderful. And uh, thank you to Phil for, uh, for filling in for me last week. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks always, Phil. Um, where'd you go? You went to Mexico. Yeah, we went to a little place called Mayacoba in Mexico. How was my, it? Uh, I love it. it. Was it was great? There was nobody there. Apparently, when everybody goes back to school, everyone stops going to Mexico. So there was absolutely nobody there. That's a that's a kind of a good idea, right? Is it's it, a great is it, idea. Is it cheaper. No, I mean, I don't think so. It is the peak of hurricane season also. So we just missed that one hurricane that hit Florida Mm -hmm. um, as a tropical storm. And then I think there's something else coming. So you really have to roll the dice. But uh, we we fell into a really lucky pocket with, uh, with good weather. Florida. Speaking of Florida, didn't uh, our our great friend, uh, Governor Goofy. um, (laughs) Goofy. Governor Goofy. Didn't he just turn down a bunch of money for uh, the the Green Energy Bill? Yes. So... um, you know, it, after the after the tropical storm kind of laid waste to the Gulf Coast to to sort of start, the federal government uh, got FEMA mobilized and and put everything in place early uh, to make sure that the residents of Florida would be taken care of. And Goofy uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, who's you know just tearing up the polls with I don't know like four percent or something, <laughs> he uh, he refused to meet with or address or acknowledge uh, the president coming down to take a tour and all that kind of stuff, but. Uh, a Republican senator um, did meet with the president and thanked him for you know taking care of all that stuff, which is the big thing to do in a time of crisis. But just to show what a uh, you know what a real mensch uh, he is, he also uh, refused three hundred and fifty million dollars of federal funding that was supposed to go to renewable energy, uh, because because of course he sees renewable energy as some kind of a woke thing. Um, so, oh. but look at it like this. As I always say, the people of Florida, there are people in Florida who need jobs. Of course. And there is a need for renewable energy that's expanding all over the country. It's not, you know, replacing. It's just adding uh, capacity. But this is a third of a billion dollars, and he's just like, nope, I don't like you. So people of Florida, all of our Florida listeners, I know there are very many, um, you know, hold this guy to account because he's uh, he's being kind of a fool. You got to be a, a real narcissist to turn down that kind of federal free money, which, by the way, is paid for. Um, you know, to be blunt with you, from donor states, which Florida, I don't believe, is a donor state. If you will, I think they take more than they actually give. I don't know in federal tax dollars. I know Illinois is certainly a donor state. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, when you're, when you're I don't care what unemployment is. If unemployment was one percent, you should take you know take it, give jobs, and oh by the way, those jobs if it's federal money, uh, come with prevailing wage, right? Right, federal prevailing wage, which you and I have talked about ad nauseum, meaning a wage that's set by the government. Um, that sounds like to, some woke nonsense, Ken. That's woke. <laughs> yeah, Prevailing wage is woke. Yeah, making making a lot of money is is too woke. So smart move, Governor DeSantis. But I will tell you this: you know, if you're listening, um, Joe Biden, which I know you are, send that money to the Midwest. We'll take it. We'll take right every. On. We'll take every penny of it. Yeah. Right. If they're, I mean, if states are going to send uh, immigrants to other states, uh, why don't why doesn't the federal government send their money to you good, know to the Midwest? Point. I good think point. so. Good point. So in other news. Um, I just wanted to touch on this. I know we have followed the uh, the dancers in Los Angeles that that organized the first union at a uh, a strip club, and they were on strike for seventeen months. I didn't yeah. realize how long it was. This is like 
it, it has gone on for for quite some time. They went back to work. I want to say a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and they didn't. It was. I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure what the circumstances are because I don't believe they went back with an actual contract, but they must have cut some sort of deal, and they went back to work. And what do you think that the strip club did? Like the very first thing that strip club did. I mean, you I'm going to go with an easy answer. I'm going to guess fired some. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. No, they. I don't know what if they did or didn't. Either way, they went back to work, and the strip club normally charges ten bucks to get in. That day, they charged forty dollars to get wow. in. Wow. Uh, the strippers, you know, dancers, obviously, dancers, dance, sorry, exotic dancers, entertainers, entertain, yes, workers, yes, let's just call them workers, exactly, yeah. Um, they get paid. You know, obviously a base rate, but they also get tips, right? In cash, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever seen that? You know, people give cash. It is what it is. I have never seen that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sure you haven't. <laughs> so, uh, the strip club decided the, for that evening to go cashless. That's that's outrageous. I mean, it's just uh, it's just unbelievable. So you get like, like a Venmo hey, like a QR I, I, code stuck on your arm or something. I have no idea. Um, all all I'm saying is that you know. You might want to secure a contract before you go in in those kind of working conditions. And to the club, you know, once again, shame on you. You know, what are you going to do? Like, you got to, you know, bust these these women's chops. But, you know, I'm going to go cashless. I'm going to charge more to get in. And I'm going to make your life miserable. Sure, come on back to work. But I'm going to make it so horrible for you that you quit. Which, by the way, there's a legal term for that. It's called constructive discharge, where they make your job so miserable that you quit. And if you can prove it, you can actually get unemployment for that. Really? So yeah, yeah. So anyway, th- th- those are two like things that uh, you know the the DeSantis thing, like you said, and and this that that struck my that struck my mind this week. Well, the dancers. I think there was another club, and I can't even remember if it was in California, but there was a second club that was trying to uh, to join in under the same union with yeah. them. I just seen something about it, and I, I think they're kind of early on in the process. But uh, but yeah, I mean. You know, everybody deserves a union. And as I always say, there's dignity in every single job. Of course there is. And, um, you know, I mean, leave leave the uh, leave the entertainers alone. Yeah, no kidding. Listen, we got to take a quick break. Um, we have a great show for you today. Uh, we have Karen Kent, who is the leader of Unite Here Local mm-hmm. One um, here in Chicago. They have done a, just a monster job Absolutely. lately. We have a bunch of things to talk about regarding... Um, the Department of Labor and Child Labor Law, the, oh, know, yeah. the Death Star Bill, right. just a, a ton of cool stuff. So All the things that we say are terrible. Yeah. Uh, the re- I mean, maybe people in Washington are listening to the show because they're figuring it out. Turns out that we're that we're right usually, right? Yeah, we're like the Nostradamus of uh, <laughs> child labor laws. Nostradamus is not a <laughs> word. Is, well, it's a plural of Nostradamus. <laughs> There's two Nostradamuses? Now there are. <laughs> okay. Listen, we will be right back here on the Workers' Mic, 720 WGN. You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everybody, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. And uh, it's Ed Maher. I'm here with Ken Edwards. And we are very, very, very pleased to be joined uh, with a very special guest by a very special guest, and that is Karen Kent, the president of Unite Here Local One. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Proud to be here. Yeah, it's super, super cool what you're doing lately. You have been all over the news. That's for sure. And <laughs> Unite Here, for those of you who uh, who aren't familiar, it's the hotel employees and restaurant employees, along with many, many other workers in the city of Chicago. And, um, you know, first, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Unite Here Local One. Uh, how, how large is it? How many members do you have in, in Chicago? 
about 14,000 in Chicago and Northwest Indiana. Uh, we represent concession workers at the airports, at some of the ballparks, food service workers, airport workers, mm-hmm. hotels, and uh, casinos also. Awesome. And uh, that's so that's pre- post-pandemic. You had mentioned earlier that pre-pandemic it was higher, right? That's right. Did people get laid off? A lot of people got laid off, yeah, and right. the industry contracted yeah. in places where see, they could. Karen, do you see that coming back at all? Uh, well, that's our hope. We just won uh, daily cleaning of guest rooms back in our contract, so we expect that that will bring back some of our housekeepers. For we just hope that uh, yeah, Taylor awesome. Swift will never stop touring. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe we can build some more hotels, right? Oh, we're building a casino, right? That's going to be uh, hundreds of jobs for you guys, right? No, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Super cool. I mean, it's super cool. Labor was great, yeah. you know, going into that. We've just had great support from the whole labor movement. So, so let's let's talk. Like, Ed, Ed and I have been talking about your union. Um, and let's do some quick background, right? So you're the president of uh, Unite Here Local 1 here in Chicago, right? Correct. And uh, nationwide, you said there's about a quarter million members, give or take? Give or take. Okay, fair enough. And your background has been with Unite Here for a long time, right? For a long time, since the 90s. And I was a server and a bartender before getting into Where? this uh, in California and Massachusetts back Did east. Did you make money? Make Great bank. Great bank. It was hard to leave, actually. I don't blame you. And then you got sucked into the union world, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Have been so you were, but you were, an, okay, that, I didn't know that about you, quite frankly. So you actually were in the industry, and then now you're representing the industry. That's right. Uh, that's badass. And so you've been you bounced around Thank the country, you. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now you're in Chicago. And how long have you been here? Uh, this time, about 20-something years, since okay. 2000. And I was here a couple of times before. And, uh, you know. And how long have you been president of Unite Here? Since uh, 2013, so about 10 years. Happy anniversary. Mm-hmm. Thank, yeah. you. Yeah. Thank wow. you. Third term, is that where you guys three mm-hmm. years terms? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. When do you go up again? Uh, uh, tw- f- five, five, 25, I guess. 24. 25? 24, 25. <laughs> I better get make a note of that. Her, 20, it was in 21. Yeah, you, you know what? She's too busy uh, organizing <laughs> and, and winning and elections. Yeah. What you got to do is you got to win them closer to your election. <laughs> That's right. No, it will be in 24, I think. Uh, well, okay, listen, I'm voting for you. All right. Yes, Thank just you. For the record. Thank you. Right, Ed, you're going to vote? You got my vote. All right. I've known you for a long time, Karen, and you've got the the spirit of an organizer, you know, and it, it comes across, um, you know, just in meeting you and talking to you for a few minutes. So your your members are very very lucky to have. You. Oh God, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And listen, you know, I think that you know, Ed and I have talked about this, like, you know, how come they're not spiking the ball? Like if like if what, if what you have accomplished was the building trades, we'd be spiking the ball anywhere yeah. possible, yeah. right? We'd be rubbing it in the employer's face, like you know, ha ha ha, you know. And we were joking about what you That's did. Just with, Ken. Well, that too. But what you, what you did at the United Center was a big deal, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. And, and we talked about that on the air. And, you know, listen, a lot of our, me- our members go to United Center, right? Yeah. And they're the ones buying yeah. the expensive beer. And, you know, we we're talking about uh, paying all this money for beer and tickets. And, you know, everybody's making money except for the, you know, concession workers. And what did you do? You, you struck them, right? Yeah, we had a day strike over there. And we heard we heard the Workers Mike program, by the way. We heard you guys mention the United Center. So shout out to you guys. Thanks. That was fabulous. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we won health care for more folks, actually expanded the way that people get their health care. Mm-hmm. So some of the hours accumulate, much like what happens in the trades, yep. right? You mm-hmm. work one location or another location. Right, sure. Then you can sort of uh, cobble together your health care. Bank your hours. Bank yep. your hours. 
hours. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yes. That's great. Yes. And so they settled and, you know, you guys did fantastic. Now, fast forward and over Labor Day weekend, and I get this text, you know, from Karen. She's like, well, this is happening. And I see this, like, blurb <laughs> about the Kinsey Hotel. I'm like, you got to be joking me. Labor Day? Like, it's what just, better day to do Sunday it? Sunday night. And, you know, I may or may not have been hammered drunk um, when I got the text. So, just for the But record, you answered the call. I, I will which... always answer your call. Period. The end. So, tell us about what happened with the Kinsey Hotel. And back up, if you don't mind. You, you Hotel workers, right? Your bread and butter kind of here in Chicagoland. How many hotels do you guys represent? Uh, you know, probably about uh, over fifty and thirty over uh, thirty four um, expired on August thirty first. Their contracts expired August thirty first. There's about twenty something others that expire at various times that aren't yeah. on the cycle yet. Okay. Yeah. And so, how many were open at, uh, as of like you know a couple of days ago? Uh, three. Three out of out of all. Everybody else was closed. Everybody else was close, okay. yeah. So, and, so, and Kinsey was one of them. And Kinsey was one of them, and 31 had settled prior to expiration with a great agreement, yeah. three-year agreement, moves us way ahead. And the, so. the, the DNC is coming here, and by the way, it's, it's a smart move on their part to have labor peace, right? That's for sure. I mean, Absolutely. you know, that, that seems like, you know, kind of a no-brainer, and kudos to you for, for getting that done. So all, all the big guys settle, and now there's a couple left, um, and Kinsey's one of them, and then tell us what happened. Well, uh, they locked us out illegally. Legal lockout. Unbelievable. Heading into Labor Day, which is sort of, uh, I don't know, if you were going to do something on Labor Day, not the way that I would choose. Yeah, hey, hey, Kinsey Hotel, you want to talk about tone deaf? Lock people out on (laughs) Labor Labor Day Day in Chicago. Like, a bad move. Well, we saw that happen. Really bad move, right? Right. And so, what did you guys do? Uh, You know, moved into action we uh had demonstrations but labor day had a bunch of labor leaders a couple of pol- uh politicians that came uh rallied at the kinsey hotel it's a big deal it how, a big many, deal. how many workers pictures, are there by yeah. the way yes how many how many uh members do you have at the kinsey hotel 23 okay so 23 <laughs> members and there were like hundreds of people out there rallying and politicians and labor leaders etc and yeah. you know for for those listening out there you know this, this is chicago labor right yes. this, is, this is what happens it's and, so chicago labor right yes. in, so in, in, chicago in the, in the labor. Drop, of, drop of a dime karen makes the call and you know a shout out to your comms director sarah lyons who was also like <laughs> awesome. you know obviously involved and you know voila everybody's there and what happens after that? I mean, well, let me just say that Tim Dre, Bob Ryder, Bill Neesman, Greg Kelly, uh, Corliss King, uh, Pat Devaney, Don Villar, and uh, I think I'm missing one. Uh, anyways, Rashonda Williams from our crew came. Father Cleek Kiley was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, anyways, it was just fabulous. Mike Rodriguez from City Council and Senator Ken- uh, Cervantes came also wow. was in the, awesome. the district. So, um, anyways, we had this great rally. A lot of press, as you identified, mm-hmm. so yeah. just communicated, reached out to so many people. Our members were freaking ready to, yeah, you yeah. know, just like let me at them. Yeah, <laughs> and, <I'm> sure. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was great. Workers felt tremendously supported. So, you guys filed an unfair labor practice charge, uh, and then and then what happened? And by the way, you couldn't file it until. Tuesday, I'm assuming, because the board is closed on Monday. That's right. Okay, so t- yeah. Tuesday you file the unfair labor practice charge. Tuesday, file and, the charge. And basically saying that the uh, hotel illegally locked out their uh, their workers, and you have bargaining when? 
we had bargaining on Thursday night. Okay. And uh, late Thursday night, uh, we reached an agreement for the... A total agreement. Uh, total, not to the uh, ULP. Got it. Okay. Unresolved still. Wow. Oh, is that right? Nice yeah. move. Not yet resolved. Interesting. Well, we have a proposal, and yeah. they need to respond to it, and we're did not they, did prepared. They bring, did they bring those folks back to work? Yes. Okay. The folks were on the schedule starting Friday. Okay. That's great news. Did you, reach a, did you reach a contract? Mm-hmm. Yes, ah. which is ratifying today. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So, super cool. So, um, do we have time, Ed, to talk about yeah. some of the details? Of the yeah, contract? absolutely. So, tell us... Uh, you know, I, what listeners gonna, don't know, like, how much does somebody at the Kinsey Hotel or any of the other 31 hotels, like, what do they make? Well, with this contract, uh, housekeepers and anybody who was below that, below 2376 uh, are going to go up to $25 an hour. So people will be making, tw- housekeepers will be making $25 an hour. Awesome. And uh, the non-tipped classifications, mm-hmm. if they were making more, then they'll get the equivalent raise yep. on, on top of whatever they were making. Our uh, tip folks like Bellman, Dorman, Bussers are going up to $15, which is is uh, definitely like two, three dollars, depending on where they were. They're a little staggered around the city. Yep. Uh, you know, healthcare stays the same. Our people pay um, thirty dollars a month for family healthcare coverage. Wow, have great. for that's more than great. twenty years. That's so, awesome. uh, that so you're holding the line on healthcare. Holding the line on healthcare, yep. and all of us know how important that is. That's for sure. Number one yep. for our members. Oh so. God, yeah. And what about pension? Uh, pension, you know, increases to the pension. Oh, and uh, great improvements for room attendants. You know, they have a tremendous workload. And yeah. so uh, great improvements, work reductions, in particular for housekeepers and the return of daily cleaning you know, so, that's, that's the, and, for and, you guest know, rooms. I'm people, just so happy about yeah, that. We, we can all relate to that because you see these things and go to hotels nowadays. It's like, you know, and they, they phrase it as like, save the environment. Don't uh, have your room cleaned. Like, come on, please. You're, you're trying to save a bug. Right. Right? Don't tell me right. this is about the environment because those sheets are getting washed regardless. You know, I hope so. Well, yours, you know, yours probably aren't. So I wouldn't clean your room, Ed. My room's already clean. <laughs> so that's a big deal, and I think it's yeah. a huge deal, right? Daily cleaning, and and so, but you're they have a pension through the union. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, okay. So you got. 25 bucks an hour plus you got you know uh health care stays the same you have working condition improvements and right. now oh by the way you're back to daily cleaning i mean that's a home run karen yeah. uh yeah i mean there's more in it but i just uh, yeah. gotta tell you those are the key things that's an, just, that's an that's absolute a, home run yeah. we're, we're, we, gotta, we stick around because we're gonna take a, a quick break but we, we want to ask you some more questions if that's okay with you Love to. All right. Thank you so much. Listen, we are talking to Karen Kent right now. She's the president of Unite Here, Local One in Chicago. We're on the Workers' Mic, 720 WGN. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Workers' Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN. We are talking with Karen Kent. Karen, thank you for sticking around with us. Karen is the president of Unite Here, Local One, right here in Chicago, coming off a massive, massive win um, that really showed what labor can do and, and quite frankly, what your union can do. Um, I just think it's really impressive. And I'll tell you right now, the, the wages and the benefit package that you just rolled out, 
I don't think people are aware of that. I think people think that, you know, a housekeeper in a hotel makes, you know, 10, 15 bucks an hour and shouldn't be making, you know, lucky enough job, whatever whatever their nonsense is. Mm -hmm. Good for you for getting them a living wage and pension, right? Laugh all you want at a housekeeper. They're getting a pension. Right. And the other 94% of this country is not. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and and you said earlier there were twenty three employees, twenty three members who work at the Kinsey Hotel, and when they had a problem with a couple of phone calls, you turned out hundreds of people on the street. I mean, for, that for twenty some odd folks, that had to make them feel incredible to know that they had that kind of backup. I there's nothing like it. Yeah. There's just nothing like it. Yeah. And like we, Sarah and I were saying, like you know, we watched the clips of the news clips, and it's like some heavy hitters from the labor movement. I'm yeah. like. Heavy hitters. We have the heavy hitters. Got all the heavy hitters. That's, that's oh, do, do, not, do not say heavy hitter and Bob Ryder in the studio. His head will never fit in the door again. Jesus. Yeah, but no, they're, they're all heavy hitters, but really, at the end of the day, it's labor coming together, right? It's the unions, like, sticking up for each other. Like, you know, it's funny, Karen, you should say it. And I saw you there at, at the SAG after a, uh, no, actually, it was the writer's picket, the first one they had in, in front of NBC. You know, you're there. The building trades are there. Iron workers are there. Electricians, carpenters, labor. It was was a you know uh, airline attendants like yeah. you know it was uh, just uh, teachers like a plethora of that's Chicago labor yeah it's Chicago labor you know calling people you know the day before and saying look I know it's Labor Day weekend yeah. I don't have high expectations I just want you to know what's going on and like everybody who was in within a hundred miles like Bill Neeson was like yeah. I'm there Greg Kelly is like yeah. I got bargaining that day I'm gonna be there <laughs> you know like Fantastic. anybody who's... so in terms of uh, like, I'm gonna pivot a little bit you guys had this. Um, I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, it public, a, a relations. public awareness campaign. Yeah, public awareness campaign. It, hands hands off, pants on. Explain that, Karen. Well, you know, uh, years ago, one of at one of the casinos, actually, uh, a worker, a cocktail server, who was in a non-union organizing campaign, told one of the organizers about how uh, she had a guest pull him pull her into his lap and. Uh, you know, ask her to perform certain acts. Right, right. And, uh, you know, that sort of launched a whole discussion among our organization about this. And all of us who have worked in the industry have experienced it broadly. When we started talking about it openly, it was just, you know, uh, Sarah Lyons, who yeah. you mentioned earlier, yep. led a team of workers that mm-hmm. did a study and uh, went and interviewed hundreds of cocktailers and housekeepers and Women in the industry had experienced sexual harassment. Forty-nine percent of wow. uh, hotel housekeepers. Unbelievable. Seen and, yeah, and do you think that the hotels know this and just turn a blind eye to it? I, I mean, certainly yes, but I have to say, like to some degree. But I'm embarrassed that as a union leader, I didn't know how widespread it was, right. and I've certainly I had stories that i never told anybody sure right never yeah you know because it's so embarrassing and you feel and so you started this campaign and and it took off because i remember reading about it right and has it worked i mean it was phenomenal what it did it really did i mean you know that was in uh right as trump was getting elected you know is starting his campaign he Mm -hmm. was talking about what he was talking about oh yeah in contrast to what we were talking about, right, right. labor sort of put their shoulder in to this, yep. helped us pass an ordinance to get panic buttons. 
that you know was it was amazing it was amazing and it wasn't the first time that it happened in the country local six in new york had done that but i have to tell you like having the conversations having people talk about it i mean housekeepers have told us you know so many times i think just women in the industry you know felt so much uh empowerment right Right. being able to talk and then this is an example you know we've talked about before that what labor's done isn't just necessarily for you know those 23 workers at the Kinsey Hotel. You've now taken an issue and brought it to to light in the public, and now it's in the public parlance, in the vernacular of the public, and people think twice about what they're, you know, doing or sh- or should or shouldn't be doing when they're at a hotel or a restaurant or a bar or, you know, one of these, or a casino, et cetera. And kudos to you for, for doing that. Like, you literally just raised public awareness. You took it out of the shadows and yeah. took, you know, what you, what you had said, just embarrassment or shame about it and, and just eliminated that. Because I remember when this happened and I saw the name hands off, pants on, and I was like, well, well what's that? And I, I didn't remember the number until you said it, but to see that so many people whose job is to go in and clean a room, were being treated in this, you know, appalling way. It opened everyone's eyes. And, and who would be against steps to to remedy that or to, to protect these well, yeah, workers? I mean, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Look, you're, you know, you know, nine times out of ten probably, right, a woman uh, that's going into a room and there's a male or two or three there, you know, you have to feel fairly vulnerable, right? There's no, no absolutely. Like, you, know, you don't have this. So these people that, need protection yeah. and they're thank God that they have a union to, to, to step up and give it to them. Well, and think about our hotels that are some, a city block, yeah, right? No I mean, yeah. in your behind closed door, who's going to hear you? That's yeah. Who's right. going to hear you? But I think those were the stories that Sarah and the team of, uh, workers that did it pulled out of you know got yeah. from people and really you that's know good. That's showed great. to everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, I mean th- those jobs are um, they're they're important. They're skilled jobs. I mean they have to be done well. And to that end, uh, it's my understanding that you have a Department of Labor registered apprenticeship program. How about that? That's, that's amazing. That's, yeah. When did that happen? Uh, 2017, we started the contributions, you know, we got the employers to sign on, uh, started the contributions and, uh, you know, then had our first, uh, culinary apprenticeship. Actually, the culinary apprenticeship is, uh, the registered DOL apprenticeship that started, I think the first cohort in 2020 in Mm -hmm. the pandemic. And, uh, we've had a number of cohorts since we've been housed at McCormick place, but we'll be moving into a building with, Hire 360 and uh, some of the it. crew yeah. that you may know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so you have excited. your own registered apprentice program. I mean. Pretty badass, right? I, absolutely. <laughs> you think of apprentice and you literally think of the building trades, right? You don't think of much outside of the building trades. So it, it, and how many of, of their, how many apprentice programs are there in your international? Uh, that's a good question. I, let me just speak to what I know. Yeah. You know, the local 11 in Los Angeles has a corresponding training, uh, hospitality training academy, and they actually, you know, sort of helped us uh, develop the program and really, and they have a registered apprenticeship. So they sort of walked us through, gave Got us it. their curriculum, the source. So, so uh, we're, we're running out of time, but Karen, if somebody is interested in getting into this field, right, this is a way in correct oh yeah where would they find more information about it well definitely on uh uh uchi we have a facebook page uh unite here chicago hospitality institute uh, but we call it uchi you know in the phonetic uh Uh, higher 360 will also link people and uh is there a phone number is there a phone number is there a phone number yeah we'll 
get it's that on for the website. You. It's on the website. Yeah. <laughs> what about a phone number for your local? Uh, 312-663-4373. And that's also can be an easy way to get to that mm-hmm. program as well. Yes, absolutely. And Cheryl Morris is our executive director. Fabulous. Perfect. And if you want to organize your workplace, that's also a good number to call, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if you're Jeez. listening out there, I mean, now's the time. Go now's get the it. time. Right? Got a lot of organizing drives going on. I really appreciate your coming down today. I mean, congratulations. congratulations. You, you just got to be a Bam. <laughs> nice job. For those of you uh, that that was the sound you heard was a high five. That's, <laughs> us, that's us high fiving on the radio. That always translates well to radio. You gotta, high, you gotta say high five while you do it. High five. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, we we hope to see curve. you soon. You're doing really, really cool things, Karen, and uh, it's, it's really cool to see you here and everything that you're doing. Shout out to your comms director, Superstar. your members, uh, all of labor that really coalesced around this thing. Um, awesome. It'd be nice to see some more wins like this around the SAG AFTRA and uh, the Writers Guild. So let's go get them. We're on the Workers' Mic 720 W Gen. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Workers' Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN. I'm Ken with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. That's Ed. That was interesting with uh, with Karen Kent. Uh, I she's think the best. Yeah, she's, she's just the best. Um, I like to call her Karen Kick-Ass Kent. Right? That's her, yeah. That's her new name. So we, I'm sure she we, likes we, that. we got to crank this out, but I want to... We'll see if we can jam this into a short period of time. New York, New York City, they they New banned, York City. Yeah, that's right. It's New York City, or actually New York, the state of New York. Right. Uh, banned captive audience meetings. Yeah. And what does that mean? Captive audience meetings happens after you file for an election for a union. The boss uh, and all their union busters and their high priced lawyers call you in and say you don't want to join the union, and they make you sit and listen on work time to an anti union speech. They'll show you movies like yeah. on the waterfront, you know, like just like just unions are bad. Yeah, okay. you don't need a union. Hey, we don't need a third yeah, we're party. We're a family. Yeah, we are a family, and you have to sit there because you're on the clock, and you have to listen to this. And stuff. I have always said that I have a First Amendment right not to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. And if the law provides that I have to listen to you, I think it's unconstitutional. Because otherwise, then, what's to stop them from saying, hey, come on in here. I want to talk to you about politics. I want you to vote for so-and-so because you work in. I'm telling you how to vote. Which, by the way, probably happens anyway. Anyway, New York City, sorry, New York banned um, captive audience meetings. Now, it's the fifth state Ed, to do it. Um, I didn't know that. I yeah. know we've been calling on it, and I think the NLRB has been. NLRB is trying to get to that passed as well. And of course, there's going to be litigation. And these you know. things never used to happen. And within like the last couple, maybe two years, yeah. states are doing this because it's like Congress not getting it done. That's right. So states have figured out that they can do things, and yeah. it's awesome yes. to see this happening. So hats off. Hats off is right. Connecticut, Maine, uh, Minnesota, and Oregon. Oregon, Oregon. I think Oregon. I think it's Oregon. The Oregon Trail. Yeah. So here's. Um, Here's my, my my sort of follow-up question to that, and I'm asking people that are smarter than me. I know we've talked about this in the past, but if a state, can, nice ban, if a state can ban captive audience meetings, which, by the way, they're not in the NLRA, which is the National Labor Relations Act. There's nowhere in there that says you can have a captive audience meeting. It just it doesn't say that. It also doesn't say the word interest arbitration, which we have talked about ad nauseum. I'm going to say it again, which is the right to go to arbitration for a first contract. So after you win your union election, which is the easy part, 40% only, probably less, get to a first contract. The other 60% just go away. And you're watching what Starbucks is doing at the moment, right? You know, delay, 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 union bus, union bus, union bus. So if if the, I guess my question is, if the states can pass a law banning captive audience meetings, why can't they pass a law 
mandating interest arbitration for first contracts, you know, after a year? I mean, that's beyond my, as a non-lawyer, beyond my legal uh, expertise. But yeah, I mean, well, just for, say, for just, private sector employees, yeah. it'd be tough at the state level. But I, uh, there's got to be a way. Of and course pe- and there now does. people are trying to figure it out. And if, just please, somebody figure this out. Because, you, you, you know, all these things that we're talking about, and like you said, Ed, they're great. Right, banning captive audience. It'd be awesome if we could get bigger through Congress, like a national labor policy. But it's not happening. Yeah, 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 right. It's not happening. So we got to take what we can get. But these things that are happening, yes, they're definitely good. But they're band aids, and they don't necessarily get to the ultimate. um, I think the the ultimate conclusion, which is a union contract. Right. Right. I always said the organizing part is easy. You know, I hate to say it, but it it's, really is easy. Like, it's not like, really in comparison. It's easy, but yeah, it's the easier yeah. part of of being in a union is getting your getting in. Getting your first contract is really really hard. Mm-hmm. So we, we just need to do that. Second, um, back to uh, one of our favorite topics is child labor law. And you know we we were talking about this with uh, Professor Bruno last last week, and he was talking about and he just, God, that, that guy's really smart. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's he's really a good smart. teacher. He's, he's, I, I wish I took his class, or I guess I wish I actually went got into his school. He actually has a program <laughs> starting in a couple of weeks. Oh, we should talk about that. Yeah, maybe we can get him back on the show, and right. we, can, we can talk about that. But he, um, we talked about child labor law, and we're talking about Iowa, and the Department of Labor issued a letter. And basically, it's their ruling that says, sorry, states, including Iowa, you cannot pass laws that are less restrictive than the federal federal regulations. And the federal regulations for child labor are X. I think it's like, you know, age 16 with a work permit, you know, things of that nature. You can't have a 14-year-old working. Sorry, that law is null and void. So, hey, Iowa and uh, all these other states that are passing these, sorry, you lose. So, kids, you can put your cleavers and your chainsaws and your cocktail shakers down <laughs> and go back to going home and doing your homework. <laughs> put your shorts on and your cleats and go play soccer right. or something, right? You get outside and be a kid. Yeah, stop killing cows and uh, go Yeah, go back to being a kid. So, so that happened. I'm going to take a page from your book, Ken, yeah. and I'm going to say, shame on you, Iowa. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then lastly, you know, our, our other favorite... Um, schmuck of a governor is uh, what's his face? The guy from uh, Texas, Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott. Oh God, that guy's just the, the worst guy in the world. Um, him, him and DeSantis are, are really neck and neck for just being just being evil. People. They should take a hot air balloon ride together or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. So he passed. If you remember, we talked about it. We called it the Death Star Bill, right? Well, they called it the Death Star Bill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when do we call it making up? People call it the, when you're passing the Death Star Bill. You know it's not good, right? Yeah. N- nothing good about the Death Star, not unless, at all. unless you're Darth Vader, and then you love it. Yeah. Right? I mean, so you know, uh, Darth Abbott, you know, is trying to pass this <laughs> uh, this, this thing, you know, banning water breaks, and and does so, and you know, uh, it's like. Whatever, it's just crazy, and immediately somebody dies, and there's a heat wave down there, and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, um, that law was deemed unconstitutional um, in Texas. So once again, you lose. Sorry, you right. can't. You can't just agree, like just walk in and go, "Hey, municipality, we're just going to wipe out your laws right. because we don't agree with them." Well, and I mean, in a in a state like Texas, and with a governor like Abbott who claims to be conservative, uh, with a capital C, yeah, I mean. That's about local control. Yeah. And, and this whole Death Star thing is, we want you to have local control from big government unless we disagree with it. That's and right. if, you, if we disagree with water breaks, because yeah. water breaks are bad, 
so they can just step in and, and it's it's anti-american so it's nice to see that happening and uh once again i mean we've been railing on these things for for months now and uh it's it's a pleasure to see some of them getting rolled back there yeah, is common sense yeah, in the country finally it's yeah. it, it is nice to see it and you know like you said you know it's like you know it's small government when it's convenient for you but you know when i don't like you or your politics like desantis you know wiping out uh state's attorneys and i'm not sure if you're watching what's going on in wisconsin but they recently uh seated a new supreme court judge um that w- was admittedly liberal the most expensive supreme court election in american history american history crazy right, right. That, that much money was spent and so what happens what, what's happening right now in wisconsin the gop is is planning to impeach this judge who hasn't even been seated yet because they don't like her politics yeah uh, that is and and this woman by the way won by like 11 points she destroyed the competition yeah. and talk about overturning the will of the people it's just it's so if they uh, can get away with it yeah small government will. was convenient big government and you know and what does this mean for us in, in worker parlance it means that maybe act 10 uh right to work and prevailing wage you know takeaways in wisconsin go away and maybe get back up to the supreme court and get a legitimate ruling as opposed to a political ruling yeah. finally so why is that important to us we should all be paying attention to that what's going on in wisconsin uh, are we out of time i have this little cousin named hadley and she's five or six years old and uh-huh. every time i play a game with her yeah you can beat her all you want but the name it's just like well no 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 i, I but uh no because i win so I think you know that's what uh, that's, that's what, what these people does? are. Yeah, I mean you can't. It's why are fun. you first of all? Why are you beating a five year old? Can't you let her win? I'm better than she is at most <laughs> games. Uh, she's certainly. Cute what are you playing? All. Like wrestling? <laughs> yeah, arm wrestling, bloody knuckles, uh, boxing. <laughs> yeah, the Century Club with shots of beer, um, <laughs> beer pong. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean this whole thing like we lose the election and uh, yeah. we're we're going to impeach you. Why? I mean, she's not in office. She hasn't done anything yet. What are the articles of impeachment? even going to say we don't like you you have the wrong letter behind your name we don't like to lose we win so we're doing this because and, where, can't does, and where, where does it end right and now i don't like you because you're a woman now i don't like you because you're a person of color now i don't like you because your union stance now i don't like you because you know whatever the whatever the case may be it yeah. really is a crazy intent in, insane slippery slope it has to end yeah and and once again feds step in do something right I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when, when one president was impeached, think back 10 years, impeaching a president was a very big deal. Yeah. And then it happened twice. Right. Um, and now it's just like, well, you're going to impeach our guy. We're going to impe- impeach your people. I mean, they're talking about impeaching Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is not elected to anything. I'm going to impeach you. Go for it. I'll impeach you. <laughs> I'll teach you a lesson. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know, that went off the rails. <laughs> all right. Listen, uh, it's been a great show. Um, we're looking forward to next week. We had a good show for you next week as well. And uh, you've been listening to The Worker's Mike right here on 720 WGN. See you next week. The preceding episode of The Worker's Mike was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Worker's Mike, visit WGNRadio.com.